Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. In today's episode, I use a racial slur, and I believe it was appropriate for me to do so. Something happens regarding history, and I did my best to faithfully recreate what was commonplace in that time. Now, I could have not and just pretended it didn't happen, but I think that's disrespectful to people who have been slighted in the past. Warner Brothers takes a similar stance. Before their Tom and Jerry archives, they put this disclaimer. Tom and Jerry shorts may depict some ethnic and racial prejudices that were once commonplace in American society. Such depictions were wrong then and are wrong today. While not representing the Warner Brothers' view of today's society, these shorts are being presented as they were originally created because to do otherwise would be the same thing as claiming these prejudices never existed. With that in mind, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Last time on Trailblazers, our players discovered Sanctuary, a place of safety for vampires and lycanthropes of all kinds. Here, they helped Phoenix discover secrets he never knew about his curse. Sergio fought with his own curse, however, as he was offered vampirism to take away the violet fever he had contracted in the Lich's castle. Sergio refused the offer, opting to die with dignity than to live by hurting others. During their journey, Sergio's fever began to re-emerge, and he has been incapacitated by it, staying with the cart at all times. As the party ventures towards the land in the north, what troubles would they come across in their search for the Ring of Wishes? Find out this week on Trailblazers. So, um, Phoenix goes off, and he hires uh, a carriage. And he, he goes he goes with his carriage, and he says to you, should we drive it, or should we hire a driver? I look at you guys. Driving carriages is not something I'm familiar with. Yeah, um, same. Let's hire okay. a driver. Unless you got a magic motor. What is a motor? <laughs> exactly. So let's hire a driver. <laughs> Phoenix comes back a little bit later with a carriage and a driver, and he takes the horses he has from you guys, and he hooks it up to the carriage and sells the ones that uh, there's too many for. And uh, I guess four. You only need two. So there's two. There's two horses and, a, and, a, and the driver. And you guys all get in the carriage. It's uh, spacious enough. He seemed to splurge on it, so since you get, he knows that we're going quite some distance. And you guys begin your travels. You travel a couple of days, and at night you get out and you set up a little tent and campfires and all that jazz. One night, you hear somebody playing a harmonica. It wakes you up in the middle of the night. What are you guys doing? Playing a harmonica in the carriage? No, this is at night. You're in a tent outside the carriage. Oh, okay, I gotcha. And it's a, a bit of ways away. Maybe after a week of travel. I look at them and I'm like, what is that awful racket? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I draw my sword. Very good. I know, you want to go check it out? Ladies, uh, yeah, sure. Hey, you you pulled the ripcord on that one, like, in the middle of it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, go, let's go check it out. I put my armor on, and we go check it out. So you guys, you eventually happen across, as Dominic guessed, a shepherd. <laughs> who is keeping himself awake by playing on the harmonica. Yeah. I sheathe my sword. What? <laughs> got a, a little lamb sleeping at his feet. Wait, did you unsheath your sword or sheath your sword? 
I just sheathed it. I put it. Oh, away. oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you took out your sword. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I'm gonna intimidate this this poor man as sheets. No. I've been practicing my quick draw, so I don't have to take my gun out. <laughs> <laughs> and every time he pulls it out, you hear the sound of a whip just from nowhere. It's like a magically enchanted gun. You guys, and your does he have drummers? No, just ignore. Them. So ignore the drums. Yeah. Yeah. What say you, Shepard? He kind of stops abruptly and looks up at you and says, uh, Who goes there? Doesn't matter. (laughs) Answer the question. (laughs) What kind of question is it? What say you? (laughs) I say, who are you? Who are you? (laughs) Uh, We are but but travelers traveling north along the old King's Road. Well, um, hi. Hello. Hi, my name is Alex. Uh, come closer, I can't see you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How far away are we from this guy? I grab my bottle and you come closer. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I approach. Okay. Uh, he sees you play and he goes, Hey, listen, I don't got anything valuable. I have no intention of taking anything valuable from you. Oh. Why are you in plate mail? You a knight or something? Something like that. What's your name? Thaddeus. Yours? Richard. Dick McGee. Richard Dick McGee. Dick I like it. Dick McGee. <laughs> so you should, so right. Caleb, Mr. Caleb, do you, you see this little, little notebook? Mr. Mr. McGee? I don't take that out for just anybody. You're special. Okay. Yeah, what's right. your name? What's your guys' name? He gestures at you too. This is um, Harry, Larry, and Moe. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. All right, Sir Dick. <laughs> My name is Blanc. David. Nice to meet you, three. Sergio. What brings you on the wait, King's Road? Wait, hold on. Is uh, uh, the Flying Phoenix with us? Um, no. Mm. We ate him. No, just Harry and Larry then. He said someone needs to stay back in the cart, so he didn't. Okay. Yeah, Mo's with the cart. And Sergio is always going to be with the cart. Um, uh, he says, uh, uh, so it brings you on the old King's Road. Not a lot of travelers around here. You know, just going north. Yeah. Just shoot. I shoot a glance at David. <laughs> <laughs> that says... No, actually, you know what? Add a game. We have a great cover for this. So I just tell him we're surveyors and we're uh, we're mapping out uh, for a map maker, parts of the world he hasn't been to in the north. Oh, nice. Uh, you guys care for snack? What kind of snack are we talking here? <laughs> Tossy lamb. Is are we talking like Chex Mix? <laughs> uh, ra- lamb, sorry, very, rare. very rare. Very <laughs> rare. Uh, no, he says uh, uh, just some dried fruits. Oh, of course. Thank you for your hospitality. Yeah, sure. Hey, he's got some figs and apricots that are dried. And you go sit. Alright. Is there a log nearby? I pop a squat. I was just about to say that, you jerk. I said it first. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh yeah, I pop a squat. Subsequently, to block. He goes, map makers, huh? So how long have you been on the road? About a month and a half. Yikes. Wait, hold on, hold on. 
I'm trying to get my dates right. Gail, that's right, correct? Sounds right. Whatever okay. the travel was up north plus a week. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Month, month and a half. Just so, so that we're all clear, you went north, and there's a bunch of mountains here, so you're kind of doing it like a hook. To yeah. Get to Sweet. over here. Oh, I have the map. Okay. Got the map. I've got so we're north of Tanlu, right? No, no south yeah, of Tanlu. Going, going west. West. Oh, into the open area. Got you. Yes, west and then kind of north. Well, that's a long time of travel. When's the last time you guys slept in a bed? A uh, long time. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you know, these aren't my sheep. These are my father's sheep. And uh, yep. we have a, uh, a little cottage, maybe two days walk that way. Uh, which way did you point? Uh, he points west. Okay. He goes, I'm sure my father would love the visitors. I'm sure he would uh, give you some lodging for a little bit of help. Well, I would be, I'd be keen to, you know, some, a roof over my head, some warm lodging. What type of help? Oh, just, you know, grunt work. You guys look, you're strong enough? Yeah, we could do it. Well, we're heading that way anyway, so yeah. Great. I won't be able to join you, unfortunately. I gotta look after these sheep, but uh, you tell them that uh, Dick sent you. What's his name? My father's name? Yes. My father's name is Caleb Release. He prepared these names because he knew that he was going to have to come up with them. <laughs> I'm not just going to show up and say, hey, you, Dick sent us. <laughs> Excuse Dick. me? You, Sir buddy. Dick the shepherd. Hey, listen, you fella. Come here. Did you say his name is Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in poor taste. His name is... Uh, <laughs> Eon. What is it? Eon. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, stop in and see him. So he's due west from us. Yeah, just follow the road. You'll come across it. So there's a road to him. The road wrong. Yeah, we're doing. Gotcha. Okay, cool. We can't miss him. Okay, uh, I thank him for sharing the food with us. Great. Yeah, it gets pretty lonely out here. You care to tell me any uh, stories of your travels? Ooh, there's lots of stories. Yeah, there was this one bad guy who transported us to this, like, really weird realm, and then we died a bunch of times, and then we killed him. And then this angel came back and resurrected us, and then we killed him again, and then this angel came back and resurrected us, and then we killed him again, and then everything went haywire. And then we were in heaven. I punch him in the arm, I'm like, shut up. He left heaven. You get punched in the arm halfway through. So here we are. Sounds. I tell him the story of the horned men. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Oh, the horny men. <laughs> <laughs> I am well familiar with that story, says Joshua. <laughs> please, please tell him more. So, don't do that again, because I almost spit up orange juice all over my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, as much, as much as, as funny as it was, I want to keep playing. The guy so, says, wow, you are mighty fighters indeed. Yes, we are. Well, we kind of got our asses kicked in that one, so I don't know how lucky we we were. I look at him and I'm like, it was the GM's fault. He he, he just... (laughs) We got pretty wrecked in that one. I think I died. (laughs) Several times. You you got eaten by, like, a sea dragon. No, no, the horned man was before you. I became a Uh, Wendigo. (laughs) You became a Winnebago? Exactly. You guys drove me around. (laughs) For three hours, we finally found a, a wizard who could transform me back. The magical Winnebago. All right, let's move on. We go back to the. <laughs> yeah, we leave, we leave this. We leave I have this. I had dirt in places. He says goodbye, yeah. and he and he continues playing his harmonica. You get back to your your, your camp, and there's Phoenix. I take it went well. 
Very well. We met a shepherd. Offered us a bed for a night in exchange for a, uh, working for his father for a day or two. Very good. One beds. Are we sleeping here tonight, or will we be able to make it to the cottage? It's about two days uh, walk. Oh, so probably about a day drive. Yes, more or less. Well, then let us sleep, and we can get there tomorrow night. Okay. You sleep, and Phoenix tells the driver to just a, a nice, gentle trot. He doesn't have to go very fast. And uh, you guys get to a little cottage, a little farmland, at uh, towards the end of the next day. Maybe like almost exactly at sundown. You know, it's like you got that nice mm-hmm. orange hue to everything. Okay. And uh, a guy comes out. He's Amish. No, I'm joking. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got the brother like, flat has, brother, hat. Brother Hezekiah, right? <laughs> he's got a beard. And his woman is in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> oh, the guy comes out and puts oh, his oh, hand shit. up and says, Travelers, travelers. Uh, greetings. Uh, we were... Oh, are you Ian? I am. We were directed here by your son, Richard. Oh, Dick. <laughs> your Friends son was quite a dick. Friends of his? Uh, yes, he offered us uh, a warm bed for a night in exchange for some work. Oh, we'll take it. Goodness knows we need that. <laughs> What's funny about that? <laughs> we got a lot of work from Dick. <laughs> <laughs> playing with seven-year-olds. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Better than playing with 50-year-olds. Well, now I know not to name anyone Richard from now on. <laughs> <laughs> that was your own fault. No, you it is not. No, 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 no. Mr. Thaddeus, sir, Mr. Thaddeus, can you tell us a story? <laughs> oh, of course. So one night my companions and I were traveling north and we met this guy named Dick. <laughs> That's the next story I'm going to tell. <laughs> right I, after the We're immature because of you, Caleb. That's your the horny point. men. Then we met Dick the Shepherd. <laughs> Be sure not to put any like white-footed boobies on your path because then you'll just lose it. There's nothing. It's a booby trap. See, it's a booby trap. Didn't you see the booby? Full of boobs. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. The guy That's says, okay. "Something like to work." Uh, you guys know how to wield an axe? Phoenix kind of like just kind of looks around and you see the big battle axe behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. And the guy's like a little bit smaller than that. Um, sure. You guys can come in. Yeah, right. I'll put you to work, and he puts you to work for the day, for the rest of the day. But you don't have much light left, so you don't do much. And he come in, and he says, "I'll give you a night's rest if you help me uh, all tomorrow, and I'll give you a night, another night's rest, and then you leave in the, the day after that." Agreed. Mm. Good sure. There, the, the the husband and wife offer you their room, and they can go. They go and sleep in their daughter's room. But before Thanks. that, you're eating dinner, right? And mm-hmm. it's a nice home cooked meal. What are we eating? What are we eating? Because I have dietary concerns. Whatever is good for you. Uh, He, (laughs) as always... Lactose intolerant. Never taking of his armor except to wash. uh, Has his armor on the whole time. And at one point, the husband kind of leans over to you, David, and he goes, What's with your friend? And gestures towards Phoenix. Uh, We've learned not to ask a whole lot of questions. He's kind of a private guy, so... Oh, that guy's a vampire. So I, I don't know, and I'm not, and we don't ask. I guess he's more comfortable with his armor on. Interesting. It kind of, it's kind of creeping me out, to be honest. Yeah, because he's a vampire. Are you really saying that, Blanc? No. 
Why can't I? <laughs> Why would it? It'd be fun, but I, I don't want to see Phoenix try and smash your head in again. Basically, uh, I just yeah. say, I just say, I've been on a lot of travels with him. He's he's a good guy. I know he's a little he's a little different, but he's okay. He, yo, that guy's legit. He's okay. <laughs> he's guy, real, that guy real. is so on point right now. You don't even know. It's true. He's man. the head head man in charge. Oh man. As he asks you stories, I'm sure you share them over dinner. And the entire time you see Phoenix is just staring at the daughter. Is oh his boy. Off? His helmet is just like staring. That oh way the whole time. Boy. Who's telling the story? Me or David? I, I don't care your choice. <laughs> I want to Depends I want whether to or not you want somebody to be bored out of their mind. In that case, you can tell it. Or if you want to be entertaining, David can tell it. What? So, well, well, why can't I tell it? Because you were only there for half the time. Because you don't know the story. You, you can't so tell Phoenix. the story you were there for anyway. So, but I so can Phoenix. make a pretty good story, I'm sure. Phoenix turns his head to you. So, do you remember the story about fighting the horned men? Yes. I always did have a question. What did uh, what did what were you doing when we were fighting that dragon that was to- totally easy to kill? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking in the bestiary for stronger monsters, which you'll be facing today. Uh, he says, <laughs> "Read." I'll, I'll take <laughs> I hope that book had a lot of pictures in it. <laughs> um, he says, uh, "Oh dear." <laughs> he goes, uh, "Simply waiting for you in the reading." <laughs> Did have a lot of pictures. <laughs> How much meaning did you have there, David? <laughs> Phoenix, tell us some of the, one of your adventures. Great. He loves talking about himself. Exactly. He says, um... How about I just rip your head off? My adventures are not for the dinner table. <laughs> See, here we go. Shot. Understood. Understood. <laughs> Unless you want to hear about how he killed... So tell, us how, for the tell, us how, tell us how you ate that prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I did in more ways than one, Mr. Toy. <laughs> Oh my god. I remember that time when you were eating that prostitute and uh, Sergio barged in. <laughs> right, come on. I you know I the- only eat girls on their period. That way I don't have to bite them. It just works out for both of us. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. He says my stories are not for mixed company or for the dinner table. Oh. Oh, okay. I just kind of, I just kind of put my head down and start eating. I'm just like, I got the blinders on at this point. Okay. So I tell, if we're still telling stories, I tell Ian about uh, the kids at the orphanage back home. Nice. How we, uh, we, we go on these adventures for them and bring back stories to them and spend time with them. He asked you questions about Core Hall. He asked if you were around during the, the upheaval. Yeah, you know, now that you mention Core Hall, I can succinct, I succinctly remember a massive hole on the left, on the western wall side. You know, <laughs> just just big enough for maybe a three or four guys. Yes, you were clockwork like. <laughs> what are their defenses, and can you knock them out with an EMP? He does they're, ask you what clockwork are like. They're pretty uh, ants. Big, <laughs> bloody big, mate. You never want to come across those, those <laughs> things. This is a clockwork in the wild. I'm gonna poke it with a stick. <laughs> um, now we see the clockwork in his natural habitat, stabbing every freaking thing it can find. 
Have you ever yeah, seen but... one fight? Yeah. Oi. Unfortunately. Are they good fighters? Yeah. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, see my armor right now? Oi. You what? I, yeah, my, my armor's in the corner, I guess. My armor, it can rend it easily. Oi. All right, stop, Josh. Uh, he goes, wow, crazy. I could use one of them around here. Give him an axe, let him give out some wood. The best we'll day ever. We'll mention it to the Emperor the next time we see him. Do they do they do menial labor as well? Not that I've seen, but they do make wonderful guards. So you built all these machines to not help everybody? We did not we didn't build them. I'm simply a traveler. A very young nineteen year old traveler at that no, well now now I'm twenty. Huh. Back in my day, we had just fighters on the field. You're coming up against the guy, he had flesh, you had flesh. That was it. Times change, regrettably. Uh, as soon as you're done talking to Phoenix, his head goes right back to the girl. Uh, of course it does. Come on, Phoenix. Okay, so we're eating our dinner. Um, do you have any stories, my friend? Or my, uh, my host? He goes, uh, well, if we're still talking war stories, I fought the orcs a little bit. I can tell you about that. We'd love to hear it. The jerks. Big, fat, mean jerks. <laughs> no, I used to say that. <laughs> They're big, big fat meanie heads. They're phony. A big fat phony. <laughs> You're a phony. Uh, it goes. They're nasty. They take forever to bring down. And I'm glad I was an archer because most of my friends who had swords, well, I don't stay in contact with them anymore. <laughs> Catch my drift. That they're not. I was back when they had that uh, that regenerator back before. Uh, like a like what was it like a couple months before that the. Uh, the riots. What do you mean by regenerator? Oh yeah. my gosh, we were at a standstill. The Empire and the Orcish Horde, because there was like this valley, and we're both fighting like demolish the city that was there, this little town. And anytime one of us would move in, the siege weaponry would just uh, obliterate in the the other the other uh, side. The other side would come in, the siege weaponry would obliterate, <laughs> so no one could get past this stupid little bowl. And then there was this thing that after we killed it got back up and then got back up and then got back up and then got back up and it made its way into our lines and we were so distracted with it the orcish horde charged over and this thing just kept going with them and we could not stop the advance because every time we killed the darn thing it got back up when you say thing was it an orc it was it was just this massive flesh creature i i don't know what it was but it was big it's like the size of a stinking house how did you stop it uh the uh they made a lot of headway and we kept losing ground losing ground and then the clockworks came and that was our first major victory as we had them chop it up into little itty bitty pieces and separate the pieces and burned them all mm. it was it was rough didn't have a uh, crystal inside it, did it? A crystal? I yeah. don't think so. But uh, that was tough. If it wasn't for the clockwork, they would have made it all the way to Core Hall. But nothing get wow. past our wall, so it wouldn't matter. Your wall? Yeah, Core Hall's, at least last time I was there, great walls. Interesting. Big siege weaponry on the walls. Ballistas and stuff. Huh. Yeah. So the orcs were completely eliminated during that battle. No, no, we just... After we killed the regenerator and we won that little victory, it was just a we won a battle. We didn't win a war. So then, how were they defeated? 
They're just pushed back. Ah, so they're still lying in wait. I would actually love to know what progress they have made on the orcs. For all I know, maybe now they have been defeated. You know, I left a couple of years ago. No, my understanding right now is they're just pushed back. They just kind of stay on their side of the tracks, and the Empire stays on its side of the tracks. Well, hopefully with all your, your clockworks, not people don't die anymore. Even though I heard, uh, I wasn't here for that, but I heard it was the dragons that pushed them back. Oh, no, we fought with the dragons for years. I mean, they're, they're the reason why we didn't lose already. If it was just us versus the orcs, we would have lost, but the dragons would come in and help us out. I remember hmm. right before the clockworks came, we had a bunch of dragons come in to help fight the regenerator, but the clockworks were really pushed it right back. It was unprecedented, the amount of dragons that came in when the regenerator made all that ground. Wow. It was, it was, it was a rough time. But that's why I'm here now, farming, where I don't see much bad things. <laughs> I don't blame you. Once in a while, a wolf comes, and we have to beat it off. Well, gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the, ha- the sack. I hope you sleep well, and we'll get up with the dawn, all right? He gets up and leaves, and so does the daughter and the wife, and they all go to some side room. And Phoenix follows him with his head. And then when the door closes, goes back to you and stands up and goes over to outside. Goes outside the cottage? Yep. I follow him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want to talk to him. I don't follow him. What do you do? I stay asleep. I look at David. I say, you want to go out or you want to, You want me to? Uh, I think we both know what we have to talk to him about, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You have a little better relationship with him with the whole book thing. <laughs> Blanc, what did you say you do? I stay asleep. You stay asleep? Yes. You stay. Asleep. No one's went to sleep yet. You're gonna I go was asleep at the table. The guy was just so boring. <laughs> exactly. Blanc just his head into the soup. You go off into the bedroom to sleep? Yes. Okay. You follow I, him out? Yeah. Uh, you want to or you want me to? No, go ahead. It's okay. like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. You follow but Caleb, Phoenix. Caleb, I stay awake, so I'm kind of, you know... Keeping an ear out. Are you going to the bedroom or are you staying? No, I stay in that room where I can kind of. By the way, we can assume that they put all the dishes away and put them all. <laughs> okay. Them stuff. No, I mean I'm just staying, trying to stay in earshot. Sure, for sure. Those two. Uh, Dom, you follow Phoenix, and he goes over to the cart, and he uh, he's pulling out like different stuff you guys have, your sleep bags and stuff. And when he turns around and sees you, he like shoves a, a pack on you, and he grabs another one. Uh, for the sleeping gear for inside. Yeah, stuff to bring inside. Just your stuff. I grab it. I I, uh, I go to the cart and I start taking what else I can. Okay, and he grabs and he comes in. Uh, before he it goes, yeah. uh, before he goes inside, I say, "Phoenix, a word." What is it, Mister Thaddeus? Are you okay? Yes. But are you okay? I don't think you're meaning. Are you in control? Always. Okay. And then he and he pushes past you and he goes into. David, you see they're opening it up, and he's got a big pack on. It's all your guys' stuff, and he comes in, and he sets it up in the bedroom. Okay. I follow. Dom does the same thing. Okay. I kind of look at Thaddeus kind of like, you know, did you, uh... <laughs> I look, I, I look I'm talking different. without talking. <laughs> okay. All right, so a I... A widening of the eyes from David, and then a slight shrug from Thaddeus. <laughs> and thus ends their conversation. Um, Phoenix in full armor uh, sits in a chair and that's where he's that's where he is going to doze off you know as a meta question do, do vampires I wonder do vampires feel fatigue uh, Phoenix yeah do you, do you ever get tired wearing all that armor all the time when you sleep sometimes 
Okay. Uh, I look Do you at ever get Dave. tired of asking questions? <laughs> With you, my f- f- faithful companion. <laughs> 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 Never. And I go into the bedroom. And he sits in a chair in the bedroom, and he kind of puts his head down. You assume he closes his eyes, you, gotta, you can't tell his guy that, but he's, he's in a very much in the position of sleep. He has this whole thing going on. Hey, Caleb, I, uh, in, a not, in a, as an obvious way possible, uh-huh. I set my, my sleeping bag on the floor, and I kind of purposely position it so that if someone opened the door, it hit you me. know, it would hit my legs. Very well. Uh, everybody go to sleep? I've uh-huh. been asleep. Yeah, I go to sleep. Some point in the middle of the night, David. Oh, I knew that. I knew I shouldn't have done it when I did it. Okay. The door nudges you in here. Oh. What you doing? <laughs> what you What's doing? What's happening? What's up? Got Patron. Just sitting there with his gun. I, I assume How it's you doing? Phoenix. I assume <laughs> it's what you doing? <laughs> I assume it's Phoenix, right? It is. It is Phoenix. No, that's really what I said. What's going on? Could you move up the way, please? For what purpose? Me to urinate. Would you like me to do it on you? Put <laughs> go outside. No, I have to pee you in my. You want to know brush. when I brush my teeth as well? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> when I comb my hair. My fault. Or can you I just st- move out of the way? I stand. I stand up. Do it right where he is. I stand up and move out of the way. Like, he opens like, the door. Hold on, hold on, David. David, hold on. You gotta, you gotta be a little more assertive. David can do what he wants to do. I'm playing the game. I'm not being assertive. Like, 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 why do you have to ha- let Phoenix... David can no, do what he wants control to control you. Walk right on over you. I get up and move out of the way. Okay. What? He opens the door and closes it behind you. And you hear another door open and close. I open my door. Can I tell which door closed? Oh, um... Reflex. If you made it ten or higher, you caught it just in time. Or perception. I should say Perception. Uh, with a modifier, right? Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 19. Oh, wow, fantastic. The door that goes outside closes. Okay. So I don't. I kind of like leave that door, you know, crack, mm-hmm. lay back down. Is it, a, is it in my uh, Sure, view? Yeah, I'll give that to you. Yeah. I Meaning I can see the front door from the crack in our door. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay, so I do that. Okay. I'm, just, I'm not going back to sleep now. I'm just gotcha. resting still, though. I don't know, maybe... Six to eight minutes go by. The oh. door from outside opens, and it's Phoenix. Okay. And he walks towards you. He opens the door, and I take it you're not in the way. No, I moved enough just so you could open the door. And he tries to close it silently, and goes back and sits in his chair. Okay. All right, then I sleep. Why do I roleplay? togetherness and family that I don't get in a lot of places. Hug check. Hug check. Uh, 19. 19. Natural 20. Oh, great. Hug. Anyone's ever done. You guys are together. Any doubts you had before vanquished. Any rivalries, anything like that is gone. You guys are a single unit. Here is Softly Speaking Sanskrit. We know why we roleplay. Why do you roleplay? Softly speaking, Sanskrit.com. The morning come, and Phoenix is not in his chair, and you all wake up. You hear, boom, boom, something's being banged outside. Somebody's dropping the base. I have my cloak and my, not, not my armor, but my cloak and my clothes on with my sword. Sure. 
underneath my cloak. Okay. Yeah, I go out. I just have my my uh, holster on, not my muskets. Yeah, sure. Wash up and go outside. I have my monk's robe on. Great. <laughs> and my fists. As I'm walking outside, oh, look at you, Father Superior. <laughs> uh, Father Superior, jump the gun. I wake up, Father Inferior. There's an empty... Father Superior, jump the gun. In the in the the kitchen living room kind of area, um, uh, the wife is is washing a dish that seems to be freshly used, and there's some food on the table. She looks at you and says, "Eat some breakfast and head on out." Thank you, ma'am. Yep. Your friend already had his. It's just sausage and eggs. Nice. How are the eggs? Though? I gave your mother some sausage and eggs. The eggs last are great, night. but the sausage, homegrown. Oh no! Oh, I gave your mother some homegrown sausage no, last how, night how and two eggs. What did you say, Dom? How are the eggs? No, I'm asking you as the DM. How are the eggs prepared? <laughs> uh, whatever oh, irrelevant my. answer gets us to play the game. <laughs> okay, right, so I can I so go happen. out. Sun's, sunny right. side up. The thump thump you're hearing is Phoenix chopping wood. Uh, the guy uh, sends one of you off to, uh, I don't know, do farming tasks. He sends one of you to collect eggs. The other guy to do some other thing. Milk some cows. He shows you how to do these things. You guys go do these things. You spend most of the day working. Take breaks once in a while and they give you drinks and stuff. And um, Phoenix doesn't seem to take a lot of breaks. Um, but he is not in his armor. He is in normal clothing as he works. Hmm. He chops wood almost all day. There seems to be a lot of wood that needs to be chopping. Um, I'm, it's I'm a lot of the, wood. I'm, yeah, I, I help move the wood into a big pile next to the house when he's done. Perfect. Chop it. Um, roll reflex. If you lose, you lose your finger. No. Um, <laughs> have to have some kind of action. Mm-hmm. I look at Phoenix as I'm doing this stuff. He nods. Does this life appeal to you? He says, it would appeal to me better if it was in a cave with my brothers and sisters. I see. Does it appeal to you, Mr. Thaddeus? Maybe one day, but not yet. What is it that stands between you and this life? I'm not quite sure, to be honest. Just not ready. It's best to figure out the time to be sure. Otherwise, you will expire before this day comes. I'll remember that. Then I pick up the wood and I go put it in the pile. You have a day at work. Anybody want to do anything interesting before the night? How old's the farmer's daughter? Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. What did you say? I couldn't hear you, David. You're, you're kind of... Quick, quick make-out session. Farmer's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> if, she's, if she's old enough. Can I take a bath? Yeah, absolutely. I want to take a bath. Let's see. I've uh, had a bath in years, like hundreds of years. She, she, uh, when, let's say that the daughter helps you walk over into the well, and it's a little bit of ways away, and you guys bring back enough water so everyone can take baths. Oh, great, Blanc, Blanc gets her. It's true. I mean, come on. I'm not drow. I'm half. Yeah, but you know, you kind of look like it. But you're not the mm-hmm. good half. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got the abilities, not the looks. <laughs> It's your uh, it's your it's your nipple piercings and belly button piercings that really get to her, Joshua. <laughs> Good. And those little horns you got. Those tattoos. Do you talk to the the girl at all? I play the silent game. I let her talk to me. Okay, she asks you, uh, where are you from? Ah, well a place you wouldn't know of. Kinda of mysterious. Oh, most people don't have to call their place mysterious. Yeah, it's true. 
What's it like? Ah, well, very ambiguous, very nebulous. <laughs> Somewhat in the dark, you would say. Oh, did you like it there? Well, that remains to be said. He likes dark places. Okay. And she gets the hint and doesn't talk to you anymore. Good. <laughs> um, Caleb, does he work us all day? Yeah, but he gives you breaks once in a while, feed you lunch stuff. Okay, uh, before sundown I find a nice quiet spot to read my Bible and pray. Fantastic. There we go. Anything else before the end of the day? For me. Not for me. I go to sleep. Okay. It is a wonderful end of the day. And, uh... The guy, everybody goes to sleep, and it's the same creepy thing where Phoenix stares at the girl all night as you guys eat your dinner. Sweet. And uh, any interesting conversation you want to have over dinner? At least he's consistent. No, I eat my dinner. Reflect on the day. I meditate, and that's what I do. Very well. Um, we chit chat and thank them for giving us the ability to work hard. He thanks you for your help? Nah, I'm good. Everybody goes to sleep. Uh, you all take wonderful baths, thanks to Joshua and the girl. That one has used bath water. Well, there's a bunch of water, and you can put it in, and everybody gets their own little bucket. Okay. And <laughs> okay. You all take nice baths, and Phoenix does not sleep in his armor. He's very happy to be clean for a few moments. And he sleeps in a cot for once. Once. It is now the morning. The guy thanks you, and Gives you a few provisions and sends you off on your way. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. I appreciate your help. I'm glad that Thaddeus could help you. Oh, <laughs> well, you helped too, buddy. Off you are. All right, we're off. To see the wizard. The Wizard of Oz? The Wizard of Tanlu, but same difference. Half Tan a day's Half a day's travel from Tanlu? No, from from the cottage. There is, uh... The carriage stops. Oh. And Phoenix kind of looks perplexed. He's back in his armor, of course, with his weapons strapped on him and his shield and all that. And, uh, he pulls back the thing that lets him talk to the driver. Phoenix says, why are we stopped? And the driver turns around and says, uh... may want to come look at this. There's something on the side of the road. Phoenix is like, son of a gun. And he kind of gets up and... And he gets out of the carriage. I clink out of the carriage in my armor. You too? Yeah, yeah we get out of the carriage too. That's all right. that is. And uh, there is a person slumped over. And you can see their back in the ditch. I'm so bad with distance. We'll say 50 feet away. Wow, okay. that's a lot. Is that a lot? Well, that's what it is. And Phoenix says, uh, be on the guard. If this, if this is not the sign of villains, then I don't know what is. I draw my sword. I say that, and keep an eye on your purses. Okay, so I walk over um, to the person in the ditch. Okay. I'll stay with the carriage if him and Phoenix are going over there. Okay, David? I just kind of stand in between both. You go over, uh, Josh, and it is, uh, there is a girl slumped over in the ditch completely void of all clothing with bruises and cuts all over her. Wow. Um, I attempt to lift her up and then take her back to the party. Okay, you do that. As you pick her up, she's like, um, kind of just like this limp in your hands and your arms. So she's clinging to life. Um, and Phoenix 
that when you Iroi gets back to the thing, Phoenix kind of puts his takes off his helmet and he puts his his ear right next to her face and he puts his hand on her chest and he kind of listens and he says, "She's alive." Daddy, can you use your your hands oh, on? He, he puts two fingers up and he says, "The question is, do we want there to be?" Why not? If I would say, Daddy, use your hands-on healing ability. If we leave her here and we travel forward, there is no problems with us. If we heal her, there is a potential for problems. I think the she could be an is, asset. I think the course is clear. Like I said, she could be an asset. I don't think it's worth the gamble. Well, that's just you. Caleb, is it possible for me to use my light on hands to heal her but leave her unconscious? You're not sure. I wonder if I can only use half of one. Her one face, hand as opposed to two? Her face. <laughs> she's like, right here is so swollen with, like, blood. It was, it looks like it was really railed on very violently that you can't even Ooh. recognize uh, it as a girl if it wasn't for her other features. She's naked? Yeah. I take my cloak off first and I cover her. Um. Joshua, you put her down somewhere. Blanc, I mean. Yes, I do. I'm trying to perch. Okay. Phoenix says, I really think we should talk about this before you do this, Mr. Thaddeus. Oh, you're a vampire, and you want to eat her. <laughs> Shut up, Phoenix. You just want to eat her. <laughs> I assure you, this is not my motivation. Sure. <laughs> I don't... I just caution all of us to remember the blood prerogative. And why it was set up this in the does, This place. does not apply here. But we have a helpless prerogative. It was about killing somebody, not not healing somebody. Well, I think that we should true. heal her and send her on her way. Well, then I invoke the blood prerogative, and I vote yay, and Dominic votes yay. What do you vote, Dave? Uh, what I is the blood prerogative? Uh, I explain it to him. That is asinine. <laughs> it's democracy. Well. I coined a new term. Democ- what is? Wait, hold on. What? Four. What is? I look at him with a strange face. What is democracy? I coined. It the surely term. can't be as good as the thing we have now. <laughs> Rome is perfect. Rome is everything. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> senses. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. circuses. <laughs> uh, Phoenix looks at you, David, and says, "Very often, Mister David, you have been a voice of reason in this group of." immature adults. <laughs> I, I, I throw a pebble at Phoenix's armor. Surely you know what they must do. <laughs> the pebble bounces off. Um, uh, I'm not a child. You're a child. I throw another pebble. I I put a hand on <laughs> Phoenix's shoulder, but it turns out that it's one of my silver hands. And I have my hand in my backpack, so I touch Phoenix's face and freeze him in gold. I, I don't think it would hurt him I, just for touching him. I think he'd have to try to like inflict some pain on him. Do I actually? Especially have to... because he's wearing plate mail. No. Oh, gotcha. I hit him with a wood rotted branch. Well, I scratched his face. Over his head. You know, very unsuggestively. <laughs> I draw a smiley face on his cheek. Are you really doing that? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to get my ass kicked. He goes. He goes to hit Phoenix and rolls a one, so he draws a smiley face on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls over and kisses him, and they make out for like twenty minutes. Yeah, Phoenix. Whoa, well, Phoenix well, I, after Phoenix rolls a one to try and grapple him. Very good, uh, David. So uh, sorry. So he asked me, "Could I'm a voice of reason?" Yeah, he says, "Surely you know what we must do. We must look yeah. out for ourselves." Yeah. 
um, I hear what you're saying, but we are part of a group, and we also have to kind of keep the harmony amongst ourselves. And really, how much of a threat is a naked woman? Phoenix, I'll make a deal I wish he was there with you because he would say, how much threat is a simple goat? (laughs) (laughs) Phoenix, I'll I'll do this for you. You can stand over her with your axe. If she presents a threat, you can take her head off. Done. He he, uh, he takes (laughs) his big battle axe. (laughs) Put your axe on it. I I place my sword just above her head in case he tries to do it prematurely. Okay. Uh, And I use lay on hands. Ten. Some of her wounds bind up. Her face gets a little bit better. And you see that her face uh, reflects people who are from uh, that kingdom to the north that you're going to. Uh, she's an Asian. Okay. <laughs> what? What is an Asia? <laughs> it's the same thing as a democracy. She does not wake up. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> the terms are definitely synonymous. I, I, look at, I look at him. She looks a bit better. I can leave her here with my cloak on the side of the road if you want. She, she should wake up soon, I think. Phoenix has no response. Look at the other two. Fine with me. Yeah? Is there a stone wall nearby? You said she was in a ditch? She was in a ditch. Um, Is there a place nearby? There's places everywhere, by definition. Is there a a wood on the left of the side of the road? Is it just open fields? I gave you a mother. High high grass. I'd say some light wood, and I'll give you a little stone wall. I put her on the other side of the stone. Uh, As you have her in your arms, her hand kind of reaches out and grabs on your cloak. Oh. Well, she's wrapped in my cloak, so. Fine, whatever you're wearing. (laughs) You want to define that as. Okay. Fine, your finger, she grabs on your finger. I look down at her, you okay? And she gives nothing more than a silent, a a very quiet coo. A coo? It's a coo. Coo! Coo! Maybe make those little noises. Okay. Okay. Uh, guys, she's awake. Cool. What did she say? Yeah, she's waking up. Cool. Phoenix walks over with his axe. <laughs> you can put that away, mister. Um, you don't want to take her with us, Phoenix? He remains silent. Of course you don't say anything. Okay, <laughs> you guys get in the carriage, I'll walk behind you. And I take off my armor and I throw it in the carriage. Have my sword on me. Phoenix says, this is more asinine than your stupid voting thing. <laughs> Either get in the carriage with her or leave her on the side of the road. Fine, we'll get in the carriage with her. Let's go. Yeah. He puts his axe back on his back. I hand him my sword. If she does anything, you can stab her. If she does anything, I will rub it in that I was right. Feel free to. And by rub it in, I mean this gauntlet into your face. Uh, the entire time he stares at her, much like he stared at the girl and the thing. He just kind of stares at her like this the whole time as you guys ride. Uh, I pull out my uh, cantina start to drink a little bit. I look at Phoenix and I'm like, you want something to drink? You thirsty? He he bangs on the carriage. and, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. And the, um, joke. the the door slides with the driver and Phoenix says, turn us around. It was a joke. I wasn't actually and the guy's like, what do you mean? He goes, go back to the cottage. He's like, yes, sir. And he closes it. He says, we drop her off there. Agreed. So I'm trying. I know I use one more lay on hand trying to patch her up. Tell me how we're on our way there. So about halfway that, halfway to the cottage. Seven. During the entire ride, once in a while she makes the noises or rustles a little bit, but she never awakens completely. When you get back to the cottage, the guy's very surprised to see you, and he's like, folks? And then he sees you come out with the girl in your arms, and he's like, what happened? Who's she? 
we found her on the side of the road. She was heavily, she was heavily wounded, and beaten. Bring her in. Bring her in. And you like and make some in. room on the couch for her. And uh, I keep her oh. covered. Esther, why don't you clean her up and give her some of your clothes? You found her just on the side of the road. On the side of the road. Any reason? She looked like she had been brutally beaten. Okay. And, I healed. Uh, I healed. I healed her up a bit. She was worse than this before. And uh, he is tending to her with his wife. Well, actually, his wife and daughter are tending to her. And he says, "What are you going to do with her?" We don't Phoenix know. steps in front of you and says, "We're leaving her here." You guys like? Uh, okay. Well, cool. Can I, kind of, I, I kind of, I kind of peek around Phoenix. I'm more than half. I'm willing. I'm more than willing to pay for any trouble it would cause you. Uh, it's not about not being able to afford it financially. It's about not being able to give up my time. Yeah. You can't leave her here. And Phoenix puts his hand on his hilt and he says, "We can, then we are going to." Phoenix. Okay. Okay. Turns hold on. To you. Okay, guys, hold on. Phoenix can't leave without us. So there oh, yes, he, can. he has <laughs> no. Okay, then let him leave without us. He has no bargaining power. Is what I'm trying to say. So, what I want to do is, I want to know what this lady is saying. No bargaining power? He, he has no bargaining, bargaining power. Yes, he does. Okay, if he had any bargaining power, or he if, if he had, did not have any bargaining power, he would have left us beforehand. Let him leave. Go ahead. Whatever. I don't care. I want to know what this lady is saying. Uh, the girl's not awake. Okay. The other two girls are just tending to her. They're gonna, they take her off into a room where you can't see to keep her privacy. They give her a bath and give her some gloves. That's fine. Well... Is there Personally. any other is there any yeah. other place nearby we can drop her off? The guys like was um, the closest town is Selver. How far? Um, what did we say? It was a week travel, a week that way. What that was the direction where we're going? Yeah, this is the way you we came from Selver. We came from oh, shoot. Next closest that way. Preferably. Phoenix says we are just backtracking more. Okay, well, cool. We are like Phoenix, we, we, we could we could take her with us. We're, we are not taking the girl with us, Mr. Thaddeus. All right. Well, personally, I want to wait with her. I want to see what she knows. Why she was damaged. This is why way. I didn't even want to heal her. Now you're going to stay with her and kill even more time. <laughs> okay, cool. My free time is limited. What free time? We've been on the road for a month. And I only have so long before I'm back in service. Okay, cool. I look at the Good farmer. for you. How much time do you think it would cost you to heal her up and get her walking again? If you're a healer, I mean, I bet we could heal her in a couple days. I mean, I don't know why she hasn't woken up already. <laughs> I'll heal her all I can today. And then, how does this sound? When we return, on our return trip, I promise you that amount of time and service. Myself. And Phoenix just kind of turns his head and kind of almost like looms over the guy. Yes. Okay. Deal. And listen, I'm not trying to, like, make a bargain here. I'm just trying to do what I can do. I know. I only have two kids. One's out with the sheep all the time. <laughs> and my daughter. I mean, I... Look at it this way. When she wakes up, you can also put her to work with your daughter and your wife in exchange. You so that way you, you get two, la- two free laborers. You make a fair point. Uh, um, Phoenix says, good, that's taken care of. Let us move on. We shall return, my friend. Wait, you said you are going to heal her. Oh, that's right. Oh. I heal her. My bad. Uh, how much? She's now Four. dressed and, and cleaned. I take my cloak cloak back. Four. I take my cloak back. Can't forget that. <laughs> Four? 
Don't you get like plus something? Eleven. Uh, four HP every time a user lays on hand to a creature other than yourself. So eight for that, technically. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen in total. So what's the minimum you can get on that? Four. Modification from reward of life. Uh, plus the three, if you roll three ones. So seven's the lowest you can ever get, right? Yeah. On another person. Yeah, so okay. 16. 16, so. much better. Uh, she awakens. Phoenix goes, I knew this was going to happen. And he, and he walks out of the room. He just freaking leaves it. And he okay. goes, I'll be with the cart. Good. Go talk to the cart. So I want to ask her, what, nice. what do you remember? What um, happened to you? As soon as her eyes open, she kind of backs up and, and kind of hits her head in the wall and kind of holds her head. Well, well, e- easy, easy. She begins speaking a language you do not understand, and she's speaking it very quickly. I go like this. Easy. Easy. She stops talking. Do you understand anything I'm saying? She shakes her head yes. Do you speak my language? What am I doing here? We found you on the side of the road. We brought you to this this kind gentleman's house. I healed you. What happened? And uh, the guy's just kind of his hands in his pockets. He's looking, and the two girls are looking at her. And, and she kind of looks around, and she's not answering. Are you she's hungry? Kind of are you thirsty? You must yeah, be hungry and nods, thirsty. Very, very small nods. Um, I, I look at the wife. No, I look at... Uh, I don't want to order this man's wife around. Uh, I look at him. Do you have any water or maybe a slice of bread? Of course. And the daughter and the wife will get some stuff. And they give her some water and some bread, and she she's eating it slowly. I, I, I grab a chair and I sit down across from her. Okay. So what happened? I ran away. From where? From... She seems to be struggling. Service. Service. Were you in the military? Um... Were you a worker? Made. You were made. Or a maid. She was a maid. A maid. Darn it! I was. Uh, that, uh, that would have been that. That direction would have been cool to follow too. But still. Can I use sense motive on her? Uh, sure. Let me uh, try to clear something up. Something you'll find that help things. I think it'll help you be a little more immersed. It'll actually help things go a little smoother too. Don't say I want to use the skill. Tell me what you want to do, and oh. if it applies to a skill, I'll say, roll bluff or roll whatever. And I use sense motive. <laughs> just exp- Caleb, I want to I don't know, know if you're listening. I want, I want to know if she's cognitive, if she's understanding what we're saying, if she's lying to us. Right. Josh, is that what you're kind of trying to feel? I'm trying to sense her motive, whether she is lying to us or not lying to us. Now you got it. He's just saying don't say sense motive. Just say I well, want to see if she's lying. Sense motive implies all of that stuff. It's a quick way to imply a bunch of things. Uh. <laughs> Very condensed way. To say a bunch of things. I rolled a 13 plus. Anyways, I rolled a 12. Well, and Josh, do it. He's the one who had the idea. You rolled a 12? Sure. Yes. Um, what is your modifier? Six. Because you're actually supposed to do sense motive uh, secretly, so you don't know how good your roll was. It seems to you that she is telling the truth. Okay. Maid? Okay, so where were you a maid at? Where, where, where are you from? The House of Anthrax. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so guys, we're gonna take a quick little side trip. Uh, no, I want to. I want to stay. Like I want to stay and fight evil more. 
Oh, one, once you've been to the House of Anthrax, oh, uh, like all your parents scene. are taken care The best care. scene is when they're trying to take him out, and he's like, no, no, I should stay and face the danger. <laughs> the House of Hachiro. She says, why are you helping me? We healed you for no reason. We brought you here for no reason. I look at the farmer and ask uh, where this house is. The guy shrugs and says, never heard of it. Um. Uh, then she then she asked, uh, "Why did I heal her?" Yeah. Or why are you helping me? She, she says, "Don't you know what could happen to you?" I look at her. I I tell her, "My master says it's the right thing to do." Uh, she says, "Is your master strong?" <laughs> you could say that. Uh. But what do you mean? What can happen to us? Is who's after you? The Lin Kuei. Hopefully they're dragons. <laughs> <laughs> she goes... She kind of looks around at you and, and, like, looks bewildered and says, Haven't you heard of the Lin Kuei? We're not from around here. She says, How far have I traveled? We have no idea. You're within the realm of the Empire of... Um, uh, Valerian. Valerian Mengsk. She, she's like, kind of puts her hand over her mouth. I did not think I got that far. Well, you did. The Lin Kuei is a powerful, how do you say, criminal, criminal gang. I work in one of their houses. As a maid. Well, you're you're safe now. What do you mean by maid? What are your daily duties as a maid? Oh my goodness. Cleaning. <laughs> it could mean anything. No, that's a fair question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Anything's a fair question. I I'm not saying this to, to be annoying. Uh, I cleaned <laughs> and I would take care of the rooms of <sighs> It looks like she's struggling to speak your language. Important people. What does important mean? I I ask Thaddeus to ask her, what does important mean? What does important mean? <laughs> you can dispense with asking Thaddeus. Um, she's like, do you understand what I am saying? <laughs> she's like, big power, many people under them. Can you give Control us many people. Can you give us a name? That is why I run. I give because name. you can't give us a name. Because I gave name. Oh, I see. Snitch. Now we know. Now what we was know. the name? It couldn't get any worse. We'll just say that much. I look at her. What was the name? Will you hurt me if I do not say? I, t I hand my sword off to David. And I go like this. David still has his sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, all right, I'm not going to threaten you here. Can you hold this pistol? Uh, well, okay, what's the name? Now, now you're safe. He handed his sword to me. Uh, yeah, David, David immediately do with uh, steps, steps behind her and has the sword in his one hand, just getting ready to, like, as a she bat. She says, just... uh, it is because you will not hurt me that I will tell you. The name is Oroku Saki. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I give David a glance. <laughs> I, I get, I, I kind of chuckle, and I'm like, 
like, and she looks really bewildered by you guys laughing. I, I goes, literally fall on the ground laughing. <laughs> that is not a name which inspires laughter where I am from. It inspires fear. The same where we are from, but... Uh, really? We've had our interesting adventures with the name. You have fought against Oroku Suraki and survived? He was in a hurry. You are unique. Oh, well, thank you. I knew I was made individually. <laughs> need to get in my mother's room. But I do have a twin, so I'm not terribly unique. Wait, you have a twin? He's, he, yes, he's, he's shoveling crap in the stalls back at the monastery. Oh, gotcha. I'm going to rub it right in his face. <laughs> Why do you need to rub? I'm, I'm getting... I'm. <laughs> He's always said, I, Mom "Moving and Dad, on." <laughs> he said, "He's always shoveling, shoveling it. Why do you need to rub it in his face? What kind of paladin are you?" He said, "I never make much of myself." Okay, good. I mean, good lord, he's shoveling shit for a living. Moving I mean, on. Come on. Oh <laughs> I say, uh, "Is this house? Is it in a a town, a city?" Y- yes. The name is Antioch. Can you give us uh, a? a a direction? Could you explain to us where that is from here? Unfortunately, I know not where we are. It is north, I know this. North yes. of your yes. land. Right it's back. the land of my people. Mm. And the guy says, it's, it's, um, the guy explains to you, the, the guy, uh, the farmer, he says, it's, uh, it's the city up north that you guys told me you were traveling to. The name is Antioch. Okay. Okay. Much as we call our land the Empire. I we got the Kingdom of Antioch. I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, at a game. Down when you did that research, I can't remember. Did we know in any general way where we were going? Like the, the ring? Yes. We knew the name of the tomb that it's in. Oh, the ring specifically. Oblix Neelix, uh, his tomb. But do uh, we know? No, it's in the, it's in the white area. Well, well, no, what I mean uh, is that, in your research, it doesn't name a place? Not specifically, no. Not specifically, but you know it's in the land of Antioch, because that's mm-hmm. where you're going. And this is the first time you've learned the name of this land. Okay. And you said the farmer knows it. Yeah, he, yeah. He goes, once in a while, a very rare while, people will come through here looking for the Empire. So, if we head straight on this road, Rome, does that hit it? Yes. I take out about a hundred gold pieces. Okay. In a little pouch, and I hand it to him, and I say, "Go south. Selvers not far from here. You can find work and safety there." Just, just so that we're clear, she'd be going east. East, east. She went east. south to run into the the frickin' plague lands or battle lines of the orcs and humans. Uh, both are very cheery places. I recommend it. It's nice in the <laughs> it's nice this time of year. She says to you, no. um, "Wait." Why would you? Why? Why? Why do this for me? Because I work for Allstate. We want to make sure that you're in good hands. <laughs> One gold. <laughs> um, oh, my name's Kate. Travel you because Nationwide is on my side. <laughs> well, what's your name? What, what, what is your name, Jake, from State Farm? <laughs> and she says, uh, "My name is Setsuko." Okay. So you give me money, you heal me. How, how long? How long? To Silver? She goes, 
I guess you wouldn't know how long I've been asleep. No, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. She stands up rather abruptly and bows her head. And she says, You have saved my life. Now it is yours. Mm. Sweet. Like I said, do you know how to play a saxophone? <laughs> I, I do not know, but I can learn if you require. Yes. Uh, listen, you don't, you don't have to do that. <laughs> yes, she does. Like, no, yes, yes, you do. You yes, do. she does. Absolutely. Your life's in my hands. You were learning the saxophone. <laughs> do I it. Cut, I, I cut off Blanc's head and say, no, you don't need to learn the saxophone. <laughs> His head what? rolls over and begins playing a saxophone of a generation. <laughs> um, you, you don't have to do that. It's yes, do. not necessary. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it is not necessary. We you are. Sure you are I, I know which way he would vote. <laughs> you are free to go. You're absolutely free to go. Dang it! She kind of looks up a little bit and then puts her head back down and says, "I will not leave you." Oh dear. I hand her a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> We are going north. Do you understand? <laughs> We're going back where you came from. Her face grimaces ever so slightly, and she says, I am dead already. Do you know how to fight? Do you know how to defend yourself? That's a stupid question. She I says, didn't. I, I don't ask that. Okay. It's a stupid question. No, she says, no. But I, I can. And then she begins speaking this language you don't know. And then when she finishes, she says, translate. Translate. Yeah, we don't oh, the language. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I know of the place. I can tell you where to go, where to not go. Sweet. What place will hurt you? What place will not? Awesome. Very well then. Looks like you're coming. Very glad we didn't take Phoenix's advice. I'm still not totally sure, but that's a that's a side point. Um. Then I hand her back my cloak, and I say, you'll want to keep that hood up when we go north. She receives it with both hands and bows very gracefully and and puts on this thing that's completely oversized for her because it's designed to go over plate mail of a man, and yeah. it's a little bit baggy. <laughs> that, that, does it cover her face? I'm sure you have a cloak that goes on you when you're not wearing uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. I mean, Yes, it does. The, uh, one, the, the daughter comes up, and she has some, some clothes in a bag, and she hands it to her and says, you can have this. What's the daughter's name? Punch in the face. <laughs> You've yet to ask. Uh, she, you said it. Um, she. Uh, I never said the daughter's name. Uh, again, she accepts it very graciously and says, saying, thank you very much. I look at the daughter. Thank you. Thank you. And I look at the former. You're most kind. And he goes, you just take good care of her, all right? I will. I will. And we'll see you on the return journey. Happy to do some farm work for you. So you guys are going to go back to the cart? Yeah, go back to the car. David, as you open up the door, I guess all of you really, you all hear noise. It is. The closest thing you can match it to is the sound of a clockwork, but it's totally not the sound of a clockwork. And there's some sort of a noise, a tone from far away. And it becomes, it's getting closer and closer and closer. And David, if I may be so bold as to presume your heart drops as you recognize the tone as a song and a song you recognize from your world, you begin to realize that the tick, 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 tick is the sound of helicopter blades. There is a little, like, um, megaphone 
on the helicopter and is playing that song. Wonderful. We're in Vietnam. <laughs> no, we're not in Vietnam. We're in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Where's there a <laughs> Caleb, I should... I, I, I Vietnam. <laughs> I've been singing this song all weekend. How did you know, Caleb? <laughs> oh, I've been singing this song all weekend. So, I know Apocalypse Now was in Vietnam. The helicopter, as you all have guessed, is from the Vietnam War era. Helicopter comes down and jumping out with an M16 is a guy who looks very much like an American Vietnam soldier. He jumps in his cigar, and he puffs on and goes, All you gooks are the same. Looks like I found Charlie. And he pulls out his gun and he shoots the daughter. And this gun fires quicker than any gun any of you have ever seen before, except of course you, David. And everyone will initiative. 17. I have a 7. 12. You guys saw that the, the girl that was shot was dropped, like, boom, down. One little flurry, and she is down. Thaddeus. Caleb, the farmer's daughter, or the girl that was the behind? daughter. Ugh. Okay, I'm going to kill this one. How far away is he? Oh, I hate freaking feet. <laughs> um, I mean, I just... It just matters for I'm not, I know it does. 60 feet. Oh, uh, crap. Uh, at this point, I'm no good. Uh, I, I try... I. I grab the girl and I get the farmer and his wife inside the house, along with the other girl. Okay, sure. You can, you can go over and try to get them in there. I'll, s- yeah, you can do that. Okay. Action. Why not? Mm-hmm. You get them in there, um, David. And feel free to use any three actions to speak if you wish, David. It is your turn. Well, let me ask a quick question. So yeah. he shot the daughter, and then what? And then initiative. So. No, but I mean. I'm looking at the guy. Is he retaking aim? Is he? Yes, absolutely. So I mean, as like Dom and them ran in, he shot after them, but nothing hit. And he's obviously going to continue to be hostile. I guess he aims it now at you. I yell, uh, "Hold your fire!" Mm, very nice, David. I like that. Make a diplomacy roll. Well, there was another point to it besides diplomacy, but okay. Warsaw, Yugoslavia. I'm an American. Clearly, he would—he would see I'm an American when I yell that and yell uh, a command. He's you are dressed in medieval armor. Fifteen. Whether you're from the south or the north, you're all gooks to me. To me? Yep. He says that to you. I'm an American. All right, I. Uh, I'm an American. I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna shoot Dragon's Bane. You don't have a Vietnam's Bane? No. You don't have a GI's Bane? Well, luckily it's Vietnam, so he doesn't have body armor. That's called alcohol. <laughs> That's funny, Josh. Good. One goal there. It took me a little bit, but I got it. One goal to Josh. Um, I, don't, I don't get it. 21. The GI's Bane was booze. Uh, would you say 21? Yeah. Hit. 12. All right. You plink him right in the shoulder, and he screams an expletive. Fuck! And uh, this is... You have move action left. Oh, I do? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just kind of sidestep five feet to make it so he would have to turn to shoot oh, again. Yeah. Uh, Blanc, this makes it your turn. Alright, I use key speed and key defense. Using two points for my key pool, which is six. So I have four left. So, I should be able to get to him. I okay. use boar... Well, I can't use boar style just yet, but I use key flurry. Do it. Which gives me an extra uh, Make sure to mark down how many my... key points you use, and go ahead. So, that's three. I have three left. So, I roll a... Let's see. Uh, Blanc, 
Yes. Just before you do that, it's not going to affect you, so don't worry. That's fine. Uh, the helicopter, you hear... And David, you see the Kaj is just getting destroyed by the Gatling gun on the, the helicopter. It's just falling apart. Da Dom, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the the entire house starts like, exploding around you. And it seems to be like from waist high up. I tackle everyone to the ground. Very good. Uh, block. Okay. 22. Hit. 21. Hit. 12. Miss. 23. Hit. Three hits. Three hits. Great job. Alright. Now I roll for damage. 14. 12. And 12. 14, 12, and 12. Oh gosh, you, you like start beating the snot out of him. You start punching this guy. And um, the one attack that misses, you try to hit his head and you hit his helmet. But the other attacks, you hit body blows and stuff. Oh, also, yeah. I invoke boar style. I hit twice. So then, yeah, so my 2d6 rolled a 9. I'm not sure if I should add a modifier to that. No, not unless okay. that the description says so. So 9 bleed. Yes. Very good. And David, not, I'm not encouraging you to do anything. You can do whatever you want, but I just want to make sure you're aware of your options. Just because you fail a diplomacy does not mean you can never convince you. somebody of something. You can snot out of them. He drops his gun, his M16, and pulls out uh, a pistol. And he fires. Well, he can fire and pull in the same turn? He can. Can I deflect arrows? Uh, you can deflect one attack, one ranged attack, and this counts as a ranged attack. Okay. He, he lets in, like, five shots. Whack, 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 whack. 16 hits your AC. This is your touch AC. 16? No, it does not. Then 12, then 21... 21 does. And then 19. Yes, that does as well. Two of them hit? Yes. Uh, that was four, right? So I deflect one. And 29. So that uh, should be... Yes, that definitely does. Three that hit you, but one you deflect? Yes. So how do you deflect it or how do you dodge it? Tell me how that looks. You, like, knock the gun out of the way? How do you do this? He's got a pistol right up on yeah, him. Yeah, if I knock the gun out of the way, absolutely. You knock away and one shot goes off and then he and shoots, gets two in you. You are automatically put down to zero hit points. Okay. Fall to the ground. And the guy, David, you see he kind of goes, uh, I guess, behind a pile of wood that has been chopped. And he, and he, uh, you hear, and he's obviously talking on the radio, and he's uh, saying, uh, Whiskey 6, Whiskey 6, I need some help here. And you hear, I got you, Whiskey 7. Air support inbound, 5x5. Five five. David, you hear the very screeching sound of a jet is in the air and you see something drop from the belly of this jet and it spirals in such a way as one of the most devastating weapons of the Vietnam War napalm and the bomb falls and I need you to make a reflex save that is I need you to make a reflex 22 uh 20 very good uh for making your reflex saves you do not catch on fire and you take half of 26 you take 13 damage and you do not catch on fire the building I'm doesn't matter. I'm going to give you a plus five, Dom, for being in the building. But the building's now on fire and in crumbles. Back to Thaddeus' turn. Fire just explodes all around you. You have no reason why Thaddeus. You just start... And everything bursts into flames. In the, so the house is on fire? Oh, yeah. And in pieces from the minigun, which has stopped at this point. So is the pile of wood near nearby the house on fire as well? Yeah, sure. I would say his is not because they wouldn't hit him. The other piles of wood. But if you're looking, there's literally a wall of fire between you and him. Okay, um, I try and get them out of the house. I'm carrying the daughter. 
Okay. Oh, moving away from the battle. Alright, Dave's turn. And now you're saying there's a wall fire between me and him too? Yep. I yell out, uh, again I yell out, uh, stand down, except this time I say stand down, I'm American. All diplomacy. He should also yell your social security number. <laughs> Nixon! I do not like Nixon! This peace! This war is stupid! This war is stupid! We want peace! Uh, peace in Nam! Drop the bomb on Nam! <laughs> there you go, man. Dude, just wave your two peace signs in the air. I only like, I am not a crook. It's a six. Seemingly gets no response. You still have your all your action. But I, I can't take a shot. I can't see him, right? You cannot see him. He has what is called concealment, which means you would fire, and if you hit his AC, you'd roll a D100 to see if you hit him. You have a 50% chance to miss, even if you technically hit. Mm-mm-mm. You had an idea of where he was. So. I got you. Um, but I, can I see? I'm on the same side as Thaddeus, right? I can Correct. see him. I just run over to Thaddeus and start moving people away with him. Okay. Now you get his response. Is your clack, 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 and the ground is lit up where you just were, obviously from his M16. You hear uh, again from the other side of the firewall. Um, I need an evac. I need an evac. You hear um, Roger Whiskey Seven, and the helicopter goes over and. It, it kind of almost like drifts above him, turns, and you hear the Gatling gun, the minigun spin up again, and, and it shoots all in front of where it used to be, David. Mm-hmm. And like a little arc to clear the area. And um, after a little bit, the helicopter rises into the air, and you see the guy holding on inside the helicopter, and he's holding his shoulder. And he looks, he looks very, very bad. And the helicopter flies away. End initiative, and that song fades into the distance. Hey, I'm Caleb. And I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of Pathfinder Academy, your go-to podcast for everything and anything Pathfinder. We cover everything from basic mechanics, skill checks, combat with weapons, combat with magic, party roles, character creation, how to run a session, player types and conflict, character death, house rules, making good encounters, rewarding your players, romance, how to kick pigs, pre-made campaigns, homebrew campaigns, storytelling tips, class guides, race overviews, class reviews, book reviews, and much, much more. You can catch us every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. Uh, I put the girl down. I, it, it, I'm. Does my character know it's rather safe you, at this point? You saw what I just described. Oh yeah. I put the girl down and try and heal her. Seventeen. Okay. Um, you nothing happens, and now you're taking stock of the situation. You see blood coming from Suko Satsuko, and the guy he is, he is bleeding also. Um, I try and stop the bleeding using the heal. Which one? On, so nothing happens with the girl? Farmer's oh, daughter, she does not get back up. Yeah, I, I try and stop her her bleeding. Setsuku's? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Wait, Caleb, you left something out. Yeah. Phoenix is here. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. The carriage was part of the things that got absolutely devastated by the minigun. I look at David, I say, go check Phoenix. Okay. I also remind you that there is a, a wall of fire between you and Joshua. A blanc. Uh, Alright, so what's your heel check there? Seven plus nine. Seven plus nine? Uh, you put pressure on... She's she, she, she shot in three different places, and you're like trying to put pressure on, and you're able to uh, put enough pressure to, to slow the bleeding. And she's better than she was. Uh, and the guy is screaming, and he says, Heal her, heal her, and he's, he's trying to like drag you over to his wife. And as he's doing that, your hand's coming off, and blood starts squirting up. You know like when the heart pumps, and if someone was yeah. like, shot in the leg, there's like little squirts? That's uh, happening with Setsuko. I use a lie on hands ability. Okay. 
Eleven. Eleven. Okay. You kill enough wounds to stop her bleeding. Okay, I rush over to the wife. Okay, do it. Do I it. Used four. I've uh, I've used four. Uh, while he's doing that, David, what are you doing? I'm I'm running over to the carriage first and uh, peeking smells. in. Okay, the carriage is is uh, it's got a bunch of holes in it, but it wasn't hit uh-huh. as bad as the house. And Phoenix is is lying on the floor inside the carriage, and there is some blood on the floor of the carriage. It's by his leg. And the and the driver. The driver okay. is in two separate pieces. And wait, what happened to Phoenix? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. He's down. He's down, and there's blood on the floor of the carriage. I basically, I, I say, can Phoenix, can you hear me? The leg, I was shot in the fecking leg. And he's trying to unstrap his leg armor. Okay, I help him get it off. All right, you unstrap it, there's a hole in his leg. I, uh, I do my little quarterizing. Nice. Skill. Is that even a grip point, or can you just do that? Uh, I'll double check, but I have all my grip points so either you, way. You, that is, you hear another shot goes in the air, mm. and then you hear yelling from somebody. Um, I I use a positive. Uh, am I close enough to the wife and the husband? Sure. And uh, Setsuko. Yeah. I use a positive energy blast. Do it. Four D four D six. I wasn't Five, gonna waste this on eight, you, but eight, eh, eight, screw it. <laughs> 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. All right, fifteen. All of them. That leaves all but your party member. No, I know. I'm getting to that. Okay. After I heal him, um, you know, if I'm picturing a napalm wall correctly, it's going to be... Feet high. Feet high, but not long. It's only going to be so long, maybe like two football fields or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to head around it. Okay, great. David books uh, to go around this, uh, this, this wall. I take it you're running. Yeah, definitely. Books it around, uh, and you see him disappear behind the wall. I look for cover. Cover? Okay. Sure, there's some, uh, there's some, hmm, I don't know, some rock some rocks. Okay, big and did, uh, questions. big pillars. Did the positive energy blast affect the girl at all? It healed them all. Not the completely, but it healed all the wounds. Oh, the girl lying dead on the ground? No, no she's dead, dead on the ground. ground. None of her wounds are binding. Okay, and since I saw, you know, I saw Phoenix get shot, obviously, before the napalm. Mm-hmm. So I run, you know, I know where he's at, so I run right to where he is. Do you mean a block, of course? Blanc. Yes, yeah, so you run over to Blanc, and there's Blanc on the ground, and he has two shots in the gut. But he's not moving, he's out, right? He's not moving, but you can hear faint breath. I do a fireman's carry. Okay. And as quick as I can move like that, get him back to Thaddeus. All right, Thaddeus, you see David coming over with uh, with Josh over his shoulder. Blanc over his shoulder. Blood following behind David. Eight? Eight. Uh, you now are at positive 8 HP, Blanc, and you wake up. <gasps> I look at David. What the hell was that thing? <laughs> it's funny how you would instantly know to reference it to me. How would you know that I know what that it, I mean, you, you just, were talking to Grant, the guy. I will matter. grant this one. It looks like nothing from this world. Unless dragons really like uh, take a weird right. shape after the lich died. This is definitely... Uh... So I, I say to, to Thaddeus, I say, uh, um, I say, well, I want to know what war looks like where I'm from. That's what it looks like. Good God. And then I say, if it's not strange enough, that clearly that's from my world. From my world 50 years ago. 50 years? Yeah. Where's Phoenix? He's in the carriage. He's, a, he's hit, but in the leg, and I stop. He's, you stop, you stop he's okay. He, he, he climbs out of the carriage and laughs. Phoenix! Is everyone okay? No. Well, for now, we're stabilized. The girl's hit. And he says, if I could run quicker, I would come over and tell you I told you so. But at the moment, it will take time. 
I say Phoenix. What just happened? Nothing to do with this girl. We would not be here if it was not for her. Right, we can talk about this later. I'll give you that. But we don't know that that wouldn't have happened wherever we were. My apologies. This is not the time to bring this Are up. Are any other horses still alive? Yes. Surprisingly, all but one stayed alive. Oh. How many are all? Three out of the four are alive. The other one is on the ground in the last throes of life and dies. As it kicks, kicks and dies. Ooh, can we eat it? I want to eat it. Maybe that'd be something to do a little bit later. It seems like right now maybe there's some other things to do. Uh, Caleb, question yeah. is, um, as a as a player who was from this realm, is there when someone wants to send a message quickly, what do we do? You pay a, a runner. Oh, and by the way, the helicopter mm-hmm. goes northeast. Northeast. Yeah, that's where it leaves. Oh, man. And uh, Phoenix limps over and he goes, uh, Mr. David, I said it might be dangerous to travel with you. I'd like to revise my statement. I think it is absolutely dangerous to travel with you. Again, I told you that that was definitely... I agreed with it at the time, and I agree with it now. Remember, I said I didn't want to move till we knew what was going on. You say, I heard you say this is what war looks like in your world? Yes. How Let me many... take that back. This is what war looks like in my world a long time ago. I'm much better at it now. That was nothing. You have quite the control of magic. And he looks over at the wall of fire. <laughs> it's not magic. I look at him Alchemy? He says questioningly. And the guy says, can you all shut up for one fecking second? My wife is dying. I healed her. I stopped the bleeding. He doesn't look like he's quite in the right state of mind. Yeah, he's upset. And Josh just got cut in half. He's like, can anyone explain to me what the hell is going on here? I'm trying to heal her manually. Okay, um... After a little bit, and, and, he, and he sees that his wife's like, okay, like they're hugging and kissing, and he's holding her, and he runs over to his daughter, and he tries to like shake her awake, and he begins to crying over her corpse. I, I look at him. Have you ever seen this kind of thing before? I left because I was tired of seeing this kind of thing. And because I never wanted my daughter to be put in harm's way, and he keeps... What racial qualities are they? They're all female. Race. White. I look over to David... The devastation these weapons can cause is beyond anything I've seen. Yeah. Uh, and as, as I said before, those are older weapons where I'm from. Not even the most efficient. I, I take a walk over to where that one soldier was taking cover. Okay. And I search around. There is an empty clip on the ground from an M16 and a lots of bullet casings. I pick both up. Okay. Uh, I go over to Dave and I say, what are these? I, I just take out my revolver, pull out one of the bullets I had made and show it to him, and I say, it's one of these, except a lot, a lot better. A lot more mass-produced. <laughs> I, I knew how to make this. Setsuko kind of aim, almost almost zombie-like walks over to you guys, and she's got like blood at the tips of her hair from it being dipped over the girl, and she says, what? I, is she... How badly hurt is she? After all your healings, you gave her laying hands and the big heal. I'd say she's looking okay. There's maybe a couple scratches at this point. Okay. No wounds opened. And she just said what? She just says what? She looks dazed. Let me look at the map again real quick. She said it flew to the northeast? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're just west of Salva about a week? Yep. 
That's Tanlu. Would I know that as a character, as yep. a player? Absolutely. You guys bought a map. I look at David. I'm going to Tanlu. What do you want to do about them? I don't know. There's not much I can do. I, I tried healing her. She's she didn't wake up. Phoenix. He sighs audibly and says, "I do not want to be." Man who says no all the time, but I seriously think we should reconsider going willingly to see these things again. Yeah, I would kind of agree. What if we chase it? What end are we chasing that thing? To kill anything that's on the other side of it. I mean, I died within two shots of it. What makes you think that you won't? Agreed. Yeah, your sword is not going to do much good in against that. No. I kind I kind of just look at it. I look down at my sword and I sheath it. Phoenix says, fighting those who are good with skilled with firearms has always been difficult for me, but this, I've seen nothing like this. If this is in our world, I would be useless. Well, that's why we're, we're back to where we were before. It's not about figuring out how to kill that thing. It's about figuring out what is going on. Why is that thing here? Yeah. Stop the, the source, not the what's coming through. Can we send a message to Valerian? Ask him? I look at Phoenix. He says, to send a message, we must go back to Selver. He goes, he looks at the guy and says, unless you know of any, and like, he, Phoenix stops mid-sentence because he realizes asking this guy is weeping over his daughter is a bad idea. And he goes, unless there's any around here, I do not think there is, we must go back to Selver. Hmm. That might be our best option. Take them with us. Get them out of here. But the emperor, the emperor has to be warned. Yeah. And we can't leave these people here to defend for themselves. Mr. David. Yeah. What has stopped these people in your world? How do you defeat this flying creature? Well, in my world, it's a uh, what we call fight fire with fire. We would need a weapon equal to the task. Go ahead. We call it a missile. Basically, an arm that we can shoot from the ground up to helicopter, which is what that's called. And a bullet up. Problem is, I don't think I've seen anything here even close to that equivalent. He Except, says, I think, I, it, I, I think it moves too fast for cannons. I look up, yeah. would a ballista work? No. The, this, the uh, Phoenix says, um, I know when we are speculating on things that we do not know, but the Goliaths, they are big. You know what could beat it is your dragon. Your clockwork dragon could stop it. Yes. They're not that fast. Assuming that they are what we think they are, is those things are not magical. They run on something called diesel. You have here, so they can't fly forever here. It would run out of fuel, and it would not fly. The bird that dropped the fire, what is that called? A jet. Does it run on this diesel? Sort of jet fuel, but yeah, same concept. Don't have here, and it's not magic. It can't go forever. How long? I don't know. Not long. They're meant for fighting, not for long distances. I do not wish to visit your world, Mister David. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about about what just happened, but I suggest we get at it right. where standing. I forget, Caleb. Do we see? Is there woods? It's sparse woods. But I tell them, it's not magical, so we just cannot be out in the open. If we are undercover, they can't see us. I am good at driving cart. 
I will drive the cart. If it comes by again, I will bring us into the woods. Okay. Just grab that, guys. Just get out of the open. It he, can't see through walls. can't see through trees. Nothing like that. He, he looks over at the people and goes, perhaps it's best if you talk to them. Who's you? Can't He, he kind of looks trees. at you guys. In other words, to say anyone but him. <laughs> uh, I know we, the guy's freaking out, but we have to tell them. They have to just, they got to back and go to uh, whatever it's called, Solver. They need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I go alongside him. I put my arm over the guy's shoulder. He's but solving. what guarantee do we have that we are going to be safe? Why are they going to be more safe with us than they are at their house? Well, well, why do we know that these people are coming for us? They have nothing here. Uh, Wait, the the house is obliterated, Josh. Wait, did we um the minigun annihilated and then the napalm? But they are off. still alive. We're going to right. Solver. Yeah. Did Phoenix was cool with that? He did not seem to put up a fight, and he walked, he's he's over by the carriage now, setting it up, unhooking the dead horse, and throwing the rider off the carriage. And what did the that what did the guy do? The farmer? Uh, you didn't say anything. You got interrupted. What you were you gonna say? Right. I, I put my arm on his shoulder. Okay, he's weeping bitterly. You know that kind of, like, you don't even care, like, there's just all sorts of, just you look terrible, everything's coming out of your face, your nose, like, you're whippering so bitterly. We have to get your son, we have to get you out of here. And as soon as you say that, he looks up, and he says, yes, we have to go, we have to go right now, we have to see if he's okay. But, and he kind of stops and looks at his daughter, we have to bury her. Phoenix, how much longer? He says, "I can have it ready within ten minutes. If yeah, I, if, if if it still works." Uh, I say, "Leave leave the third horse unhooked." I uh, I go look for a shovel. Okay, um, um, I'm sure you find one. Yeah, the guy has yeah. a shovel. I start digging as quick as I can. You begin to dig. Um, burying her. I'm going to jump on the horse and ride ahead to the shepherd's field. I, I let them know that too. Okay, and I get the boy. I'm, I'm sorry. This is my fault. I'm a tad confused. You're gonna. How are you gonna bury her and ride ahead at the same time? Uh, I okay. forgot that part. I'm sorry. Um, I said, David, could you bury her? Yes. Okay. And I look at Phoenix and the rest of them. I'm gonna ride ahead to see if the boy is safe. Uh, you sure you want to do that? It's the quickest way. You have no way to fight this thing. I have no way to fight fight it whether I'm here. With you guys or there with him? I do have my speed of the horse, though, so... Uh, how would you feel about me going with you? It would slow us down a bit, but I don't see why not. How would it slow us down? Two to a horse. Yeah, the same speed. Listen, I, I think we stick together. The helicopter didn't head in that We have no reason to think that the sun's in any, dan- any more danger than Very we well. are. I, I agree, but we should still leave the third horse off so that one of us could try and draw that thing away if need be. I'm fine with that. Let's stick together. Agreed. Okay, so we, we bury the daughter. Alright. Yeah. You and David and the husband all begin shoveling while the, the mother is crying. And um, after a little bit, um, Setsuko comes over and she helps with just her bare hands because there's not another shovel. Eventually, I mean, I don't think you bury it. You don't get six feet, but you get where you feel no animals will come and take and dig it up. This may be a moot point. Is it possible to fashion a brief cross, a quick one? Sure. I do that real quick. Okay. Put it at the head of the grave. Some twigs and a little bit of vine or something. Mm-hmm. String, I'm sure you have string in your pack. The, the father, he 
with his own arms, picks her up and, and puts her in the grave and climbs out. And um, he, he wanders over to, the, to a destroyed garden and picks out one of the few remaining flowers and goes over and, and drops it in. And, and it looks like he's trying to say some words, but he just can't get it out. And then he just says, I'll miss you. Um, and, he, and he and his wife are holding each other. And he lets go over, takes a shovel, and begins filling it in. Uh, I'm saying words also as I'm shoveling it in. Okay. I don't know. You guys tell me how long you think that might take an hour. Uh, oh, how deep's the grave? If it's like a two, three feet deep, it's less than 15 minutes. Especially with three people digging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wouldn't take long well, at all. Four, four people digging. It wouldn't, take, it wouldn't take long. Um, not that it'll add any time. I'm just saying this just for the sake of, of lore. I definitely think he would he would want it just a little bit deeper because he doesn't want animals desecrating his daughter's okay, body. Okay, so yeah, then half or an hour. worms. Half, half an hour. All right. So you, you finish it up and you bury it. And um, he says, we'll go find my son now. We shall. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of mount the horse and... Just, everyone's getting in the carriage, I guess. All right, the carriage—it works, but it's full of holes. And uh, you guys begin traveling to Selver, and after um, about three quarters of a day travel, you come across the shepherd and his his lambs. And he kind of like uh, runs over to your cart, and as you get out, the father runs out and embraces him, and he's like, "Dad, what's wrong?" And he's like, "Did you guys see that that the birds? I think the Empire came up with some new clockwork." I look at him. Birds uh, putting emphasis on the ass. Yeah, as in more than one. There was that one that had the music, and then there was that one higher in the sky that made that really loud shriek. Oh. And uh, and, and the father says, like, "I tell you something, son. Dad, what's wrong?" And he looks and he sees all the blood, and he's like, "What's wrong?" And he and he begins crying. He's like, "What's wrong?" And then dad embraces him and, and tells him, and they cry. Wow, this is terrible. Is there any way you can describe for us what sort of birds these were? What did they look like? How did they act? What sort of sound did they make? They were they were clockwork, and he described the helicopter and the airplane. Okay. So they are exactly what we saw? Yes. Okay. Did you hear any sort of voices coming from them? The one played music. What kind of music? I've never heard it before. Can you hum the tune? He does, and he hums the tune. David, do you recognize the tune? Yeah. It's definitely a song from where I'm from, but again, an old song. Very strange. From deep in the past, before I was even born. I'm going to assume, unless you guys want to correct me, that you, anytime you talk about this, you talk out out of their earshot. Out of Would that be what you would do? There, as in? The farmer family. I'll just assume whenever you talk about it, it's out of their earshot. Yeah. On to silver. Yeah. Push on. Yeah, you guys go to Selver. You guys want to talk about it at all on the trip? Yeah. Um, they right. camp that night for that night, I guess. Yeah, you travel and then you have to stop to sleep. All right, so we kind of set our camp away from, you know, we have like two little setups. Yeah, sure, it's, sure, sure. With Phoenix. I want Phoenix. Sure, yeah, he comes over by you. In on it. And um, basically what I tell him, uh, let me think, hold on. He's like changing his bandage and trying to fix what he told him. There was something else that happened that was as bothersome as that is. What was even more bothersome was they didn't they didn't see us. What do you mean? By what the guy said. 
he saw the war he was in. He did not see us. He saw us as the enemy from his war. He didn't I, see me. He but was he, shooting right at you. Right, but these guys were from where I'm from, meaning my actual land, not just my world. They would be my comrades. If he saw me, he wouldn't have shot me. He didn't see me. How very reassuring. Mm. It would be the equivalent of you, Thaddeus, saying you saw someone from the Empire and stabbed them. He saw his enemy from that war. He didn't okay. see us. So how can we prevent this in the future? <laughs> how can we prevent this in the future? Yes. I'll tell you how. We figure out what the freak is going on and stop it like we were talking about before this. Let's go ahead and get Silver and let's contact the Emperor. I pull out one of the bullets in the magazine from my bag. I look at uh, David. Is it? Do you think it's po And I look at, at the group. Actually, is it possible that we could make more of these or have more of these made? No. Like you said, fight fire with fire. No, you don't have it. You don't have that technology. And Phoenix says, if we could, the emperor could be could be very strong to fight them. Right, but you guys are kind of missing we, the point we here. We could put it on the clockwork. That would be great if you could do that, but you're kind of missing the whole point. It's not about how to defeat that thing. That thing shouldn't be here. That's the problem. That thing can't. That thing is powerful, yes, but that thing by itself, I'm telling, it's not magical. It can't end your world. It's just men in a machine. It would have. It wouldn't. It would lose eventually, just by sheer numbers. But we don't know how many more are coming. Exactly. Do, do, we, have, do we have any idea how to stop them? How to stop them from coming? Thaddeus, uh, Phoenix holds his hand out and says, can I see the things from the other world? I hand it to him. Do we know where these things are coming from? This other world, otherworldly device? No, that's the, that's the issue. That's what we're trying to get at. What then, uh, as a recommendation, until we can find that out, I think we should also have the Empire start making preparations and per taking precautions. You guys are more like people from my world than you think you are. You see a big weapon and you just want to make a bigger weapon. Well, how do you figure defend out against that bigger weapon? By figuring out what's going on and stopping the rift or whatever it is. Did, that save, did that save the people in your world? Did what save the people in my world? Figuring out what that weapon was. Did that save the people in your world? Or did they learn how to defend? We didn't figure out what it was. We built it. It didn't come from another world. Even still, did they defend? Or I did think they what Blanc is around? asking is, when you made the bigger weapon, did it work? No, because then they just make bigger weapons. And so on and so on forever. Nobody's in control of my world. What I'm asking is... He kind of goes, make... what could be more powerful than that? As I've told you, that is an antique where I'm from. It's nothing. That wouldn't last ten minutes in a war now where I'm from. That's so, you, so you know that generally what can defeat them. Generally. <laughs> you guys are obsessed on this point. Well, remember, we are from an antique what can defeat, world. We have no idea what this is. What can defeat them is what can defeat things here. You know, it's no more formidable. It's the equivalent of your clockwork, of your clockwork dragon. It's just, it's just a very strong weapon. It's not... What's the word? It's not indestructible. Yeah, anything heavy moving fast hitting that helicopter would drop it out of the sky. So a we rock. could throw a rock at it. A big rock. A very big rock. We could and catapult again, something at it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just not seeing eye to eye on this. I have no interest in trying to design weaponry for your world to fight things from my world. My concern would be just stopping this whole inner world issue. Then what would you recommend we do? 
go back. I, I don't know. This is what we were talking about before we headed out on this trip. I don't know. Maybe we need to go back. Maybe we need to go all the way back and talk to Valerian. We're missing a piece of this story, and clearly it's key. We're missing something here. The Lich, Valerian, the deal with his dad, it's all related. The man in white pulling me through. The problem isn't the problem here isn't that you guys don't have the weapon tree to fight the thing. The problem is the thing shouldn't be here. Correct. But it is still here. But as Mr. David says, it will fall out of the sky soon. Yes. Is there any way to stop it from falling out of the sky? How do we not even know it just re- it went right back to where it came from and the next time it'll be something different? What's the point of preparing for an enemy you don't, that you don't understand? We don't know. That's exactly. the thing. Like, you have all these things that, well, we don't know, but at the same time, if we don't defend for it, then we could be caught off guard. We have to prepare for every possibility. Just ruling out something on the, fa- on the basis that it may not happen or it's ridiculous that it happens, but it did happen, is ridiculous. Okay, maybe possibility. I get in between the two of them. I don't think we're going to end this debate tonight. <laughs> I can end this debate tonight. <laughs> on it right now. Let me explain something to you guys about the priority of this. There's something in my world called a nuclear weapon. It would destroy this world instantly with no way to defend it. It's not about building weapons. For now, let's just let's work on informing the empire and the emperor. We can figure out what to do then. Yeah, since he's an emperor and everything, let him decide. He might be taking... He might be... I look at David. Uh, he might be calling you into his court rather against your will, my friend. Okay. If, he does all, if he does, I'll go. Because I'm thinking... <laughs> he couldn't know less than we know, so it couldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I... So I, I don't just, even see the point in sending a runner. I think we need to go to him. Ourselves, okay. Because if we send a runner, I guarantee the message that's going to come back is, come see me. <laughs> Question, are you talking in front of Setsuko, or did you leave her with the other people? Oh, I'm in front of her. I, I'm, I'm well, gonna... She can't understand us anyways. Yes, yeah, she can. She speaks English. I'll flip the coin, Caleb, because I don't know what I did. No, you guys tell me what you choose. I'm letting you make the sack of the she's, oh. I want her to be, I think she's there. Okay, yeah, she's there then. Okay. All right, she very, very much stays silent through this whole thing and just listens. I I do look at David and I ask, what was that name he shouted out? The name he shouted out. I don't know. I don't recall. What he called us. Uh, I just, a a gook is, was a very, uh, a slanderous term for the enemies that we fought in that war, for their race. Who did you fight? And why? (laughs) You guys want to, you guys want a history lesson? Very much so. We're role if you're willing to tell us. Well, again, you're going to have to remember, this happened before I was even born. So it's only through books and school that I would know anything about it. Just to give you an idea of what I'm telling you, how bizarre this is. You went to um, school? <laughs> you were to learn it, man? <laughs> in my world, no. In your you world, probably, read? yes. <laughs> um, it was a war over ideologies. It's formed government. One government's uh, government's thinking their way was the only way. And choosing different countries as battlegrounds to settle that argument. We lost that that war. With these weapons you lost? What weapons did your enemies have? Well, they did, they had, they were equally armed. 
uh, for the most Thanks goes so they were just smarter. David? We lost you, David. We can hear nothing. The last thing you said. Oh, and there he is. All right, hold on. I'll role play for David. Wow. They had cover. <laughs> wow. Huh. They have bigger weapons than we did. What a terrible impression. <laughs> this is the most accurate impression of David I could come up with. <laughs> it was on the fly. I'll give it to you. Guess what? <laughs> Let's just go along with the party. Yeah. I, oh, I thought after I said that, so I didn't hear the response. What's the last thing you... You, you didn't want to know the response. No. <laughs> uh, oh, was, the last thing you just said was um, they had the same weapons and Phoenix responds by saying so So they were just smarter. No. They were more... They were defending their home. We were just in another... in a foreign land. I look up ideology will do that. Well, we won all the other wars we were in. I mean, everyone loses. Has a bad day. didn't win the Korean War. It was a tie. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> as far as communists go, we lost one, Vietnam. We tied one, uh, Korea. Actually, we, and we won one, Grenada. And then True. we do whatever this weird thing is we do with Cuba. The question remains, what are we going to do? We go We're going to the capital, go. we talk to the emperor. Yeah. I mean, can anything this important... I mean, you guys are citizens, and it would be reckless of us not to. I always side with telling the emperor. All of a sudden, I was German for a second. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I feel a lot better when we're behind the walls with a clockwork dragon than out here against that thing. I look at Phoenix. Do you know anything about the air defenses of the city? And this is uh, me asking as a regular person, too, so I know for the map. Um, but- because there are many siege weapons, ballistas, and, and fireworms, and different things on the wall, and then, of course, the clockwork goliaths, which nothing can stand against. Well, looks like we'll be putting those to the use. The giants that um, the emperor, when I, when I was the emperor most of my life, um, Arcturus, um, when he beat those, even those, the clockwork giants could kill, no problem. <laughs> they are very fearsome things. They are, even dragons are not, <laughs> not a good chance. Well, we'll be put, hopefully we won't have to put those to use anytime soon, but... I say we sleep in shifts, always have somebody driving the cart the rest of the way. We all get good night's rest tonight, but we drive the rest of the way we, all night, every day. Agreed. Yeah, let's do that. David, I'll show you how to drive a cart. It's not that hard. It's like having sex for the first time. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't hard the first time? <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh man I walked right into that one um, he, uh, Phoenix says um, I, I'm too much talk and I can, <laughs> I can no longer comprehend so I will sleep now I am used to learning how to fight things not figuring out things from other worlds <laughs> now you know how I feel for the record horned men were easier than that I make sure that she's warm and has a blanket yeah you do um, ah, funny. She, uh, I have fireflies and I have said so. They're the only family I have in the world besides my companions. So leave me alone. Uh, the fireflies all burned up with the napalm. Really? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Phoenix looks at me. At least, at least, at least one good thing came up. With yeah. <laughs> Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For more Pathfinder podcasts, visit tblazer.net. Your players have been David, Dom, and Joshua. And Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.